If I told you half the things I've heard about this Jabba the Hutt, you'd probably feel something. I hear Jabba. Then wait. Hello, Blabba fans, and you are very welcome to episode 16 of Blabba the Hut. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome and will gladly pay you the reward of 25000 So the only thing that you can tell me is that I will find Jabba at Jabba's palace. It's been a while, and we're very happy to be back with you guys. So, as always, we're here with your favorite hosts, it's me, BBK, joined by Gary Plocool. <laughs> What's up, Gary? Kay, how are you? It's been too long. I know. Seems like forever. What been are we a few talking? Months, I, I what are we talking? Records. August. Yeah, I think that was our last episode. <laughs> oh God. So there's been a little bit going on in the Star Wars world since then. I would say. There has, but there's been a lot going on in our own personal worlds as well. We've tried to record a couple of times, but things just got in the way. And then we had some technical difficulties when we tried to record it a couple of times. But thankfully, that seems to have been sorted. And here we are once again. Exactly. Yeah, it's good to be back. So... Shall we kick things off with a little week in Star Wars or last four months in Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why shouldn't we? You want to take the lead? Oh, sure. Um, What have I done Star Wars-wise in the last four months? Well, I mean, there's this little show you might have heard of called The Mandalorian. <laughs> no, never heard of it. Me know nothing. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to talk about that in much more depth later on in this episode so hang tight for that um let's see i got a few star wars video games so i actually just pretty recently got squadrons and i have not played it yet you see normally i (laughs) I, you see normally i would rib you for that so badly but i was lucky enough to secure a playstation 5 on launch day and i still haven't opened it so I'm a terrible gamer lately. <laughs> yeah, I hear ya. Um, I also got Star Wars the Sims expansion pack for Batuu. Nice. Uh I've only I've only done it a couple times, but it was very amusing. <laughs> and like I never had really gotten into Sims before. I that I didn't realize how in depth it was. <laughs> Oh yeah, when you go down that rabbit hole, it's it's tough to get out of. Yeah, definitely. So that's been pretty entertaining. So yeah, I've gotten a few Star Wars purchases, and more specifically, like Mandalorian with you know all the Mando Monday stuff. So uh, a couple of my favorites have been the tea from Republic of Tea. Mm-hmm. So there was a Baby Yoda green tea, a Mandalorian black tea, and a Caradoon herbal tea. Mm-hmm. So I tried each of them. And actually, I'm drinking the black tea right now as we speak. Nice. N- Just nice, took a sip of it. <laughs> nice punt yes. there, Kate. You know, nice to, <laughs> nice to show the advertising. <laughs> nice plug. This is not... We're not sponsored, though, but maybe we should be. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, the black tea was definitely my favorite. 
and the herbal tea tasted kind of weird to me. I didn't really like that one as much. And the, the Yoda green tea, Baby Yoda, Grogu, as we'll talk about, that one's pretty good too. So Republic of Tea is really good. I hadn't tried them before, but I feel like I've really gone down the tea rabbit hole now. <laughs> I might have to order a bunch more tea from them. You are now one with the tea. And then when it... I am... Um, another cool one I got was the Baby Yoda eyeshadow palette from Colourpop. Oh, I seen that online. So that it was... seemed like the demand was crazy. Yeah, it was... People really wanted to get that, so I was able to to get in on the first order of that, even. So I've been having a little bit of fun with that. It's lots of green and earth tones and stuff like that. Kind of some sparkly stuff, too, like sparkly golds. So that's pretty fun. Oh, uh, what else? Just like sometimes other random st Star Wars stuff I'll see at the store. I'll just pick it up. But, I mean, what, anything else? I did start from a certain point of view, but I haven't gotten too far in that yet. Mm-hmm. But that's about it in a nutshell. How about you? Being honest, the last couple of months, I haven't really done anything really Star Warsy because Ireland has been in a six-week lockdown, and this is our first week out of that lockdown. So there hasn't been too much Star Warsy stuff going on. Um, obviously trying to keep track of, of Mando as best we can, which is getting harder and harder due to the time difference when people open up their social media first thing in the morning. There's usually spoilers online and people yeah. aren't going well, yeah, to Well, yeah, I, I even noticed that. Yeah, it drops at something like 2am here in Ireland. So a lot of people aren't going to get up at that time to, to watch it, you know, if they're in work the next morning or, or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty similar here. I usually can't stay up that late, so I have to carefully traverse the interwebs until I can watch it the next morning. If I happen to, like, check my internet or check my Twitter in the middle of the night or something like that. That's pretty much all we can do. I've sort of resorted to just using the mute feature on Twitter and just blocking certain words and phrases. Mm-hmm. So that's that's literally all that we can do at this stage. However, the the most Star Warsy things I would have done is um I finally got my new helmet sorted for my Tie Pilot. I had put that off for about five months, mm. so finally took the plunge and got that. So I'm I'm officially back in the air, hooray! But then the most exciting the most exciting thing that I did was. I have my birthday coming up this week and I managed to secure one of the collector's edition Thrawn Ascendancy books. Oh, those fancy ones, right? Yeah, there was only, it's a 750 edition. Ooh, tell us more about that. It's essentially a collector's... It's defined as a collector's edition. I would imagine... If Star Wars Celebration had have been on, this would have been the equivalent, the equivalent of the convention edition, whatever that was going to be. But it essentially has custom artwork, which is only found on the book. It comes with um, a special sleeve that it's in. You know, it's it's signed uh, and things like that. So there's a lot of subtle little variants found within that and the standard editions. Gotcha. Very cool. 
You'll definitely have to post pictures and give us the lowdown on that. Yeah, I will be posting pictures of it. I kind of had hoped it would have come this week. I seen pictures of a couple of friends in the UK got their editions maybe Wednesday, Thursday. So I can imagine with, with Ireland having been in lockdown, it might be just a little bit of a backlog in customs. Yeah. Well, you know all about that with the package you're expecting. Right? Oh, that <laughs> oh that that did come by the way. So uh, oh, an enormous come? shout out to to Kay for that. It did finally come. Yes, it actually, <laughs> oh, it good. actually, it actually came on the same day that my new artwork arrived. So that was a a really heavy Star Wars day. Now now that I think of it, our our good friend Sai. Oh, you got to tell was... everyone what was tell everyone what was in the box. So Kate was kind enough to source for me the Ben Solo lightsaber from Galaxy's Edge because with COVID-19 I wasn't able to get over to Orlando this year so Kate was kind enough to secure a copy of that for me and also... So that was uh, back in January I just want to say before social distancing and all that back when Disneyland used to be open. <laughs> Yeah, so Kate was kind enough to get that. And also, Kate was kind enough to It just to took send... me that long to get it to him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, life did kind of get in the way for us, didn't it? Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, and also in that then was one of the blue page editions for the first of the new Tron Trilogy books. And I have <laughs> this weird thing that I do where I have one for display and one for reading. There you go. Then you don't yeah. ruin it, like, when you turn the pages and all no, that, No, right? yeah. Well, especially not my collector's editions, and I'm in the process yeah. of trying to design some kind of a chist display piece where I can display all the collector's edition books together. Ooh, that would be cool. Yeah, I've been sort of working on it for a while. I'm just not quite sure how to do it. I'm thinking maybe something like a, a glass case done in maybe the chist colours. Hmm. But um, that is a that is a little bit of a conund a little bit of a conundrum in that respect. But yeah, that was a really heavy Star Wars day, along with the Revenge of the Sith art piece that came from our good friend Sally Muhammad, who people went nuts over online. Awesome. Yeah, I think I, you showed me that one, right? Yeah, I did indeed. Yeah, that one was pretty sweet. There was there was a lot of love for that online, and speaking of Sally, about. 15 20 minutes ago he dropped his new mandalorian piece which is ahsoka and grogu oh yeah i think we retweeted that on twitter we right we certainly did indeed yeah it looks incredible yeah that was amazing that scene was just amazing too it so, was it was it was beautiful without further ado should we it seems like we keep gravitating towards mandalorian talk so maybe we should just Head on over to the main discussion and talk some Mando. Shall we do it? Would you like to do the honors? It's been so long. <laughs> Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Punch it, Chewie. Alrighty. Awesome. Okay, so Mandalorian Season 2. So... What are your first impressions of, or what are your impressions so far? And is it meeting your expectations? Oh, it's been, 
it's been sensational. It's I I, I think it's outshined the first season. Yeah, I'd agree. I never I never thought I would hear myself say that. And there are a number of reasons that can be attributed to that. I mean, we know the characters more now. We have more of an attachment to them. We want to see their stories expand and we want to see new storylines, new world, new secondary characters. And we are getting to, to see that. But I think when it comes down to it, Kate, the, the directing and writing talent on this show, we are absolutely blessed with. Mm-hmm. But the biggest surprise for me, and it's something that I was excited for, but I don't think, I didn't think I would love it anywhere near as much as I did. The The scoring of The Mandalorian is just incredible. It's been fabulous. There's little pieces of like the sequel trilogy score you can hear weaved in and just super cool stuff like that, that I noticed. It, it it has it's it's been incredible and there's been very very few little there's been very few sort of negatives i would say it, i suppose it's more everyone's personal preference yeah regards some of the the episodes and the directions they've gone mm-hmm. in one in particular i really want to talk about because i i think I see it differently than how people have been describing it online, but I wanted to, to kind of get your thoughts on that yeah. as well. Go for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't we don't have to go into that now. We can maybe talk about the episodes oh. a little bit more and see... Um, yeah, I do see... have some notes, actually. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I, this weekend, I wa- re-watched all of them except the first two. Mm-hmm. So I started with the heiress and then watched all of them down to the tragedy. But yeah, I have some notes. Um, so do you have anything specific about the first two episodes, maybe? I mean, I, I, I really say... liked Cobb Vanth. He was cool. Yeah, it was a cool character. But unfortunately, that's where one of my personal preferences come in. Timothy Oliphant, just not a fan. Oh, right. <laughs> you you were not a fan. No, that's, and, and that... And that's just a personal preference thing. Now, again, he did a really good job. You know, there's absolutely no denying that. But I'm just not a fan of Tim Dioff. And that's, that, that's yeah, just a personal that's, preference thing. That's, that's, that's nothing fair, else. I guess. But that episode was a, a, quite a deep dive into the, the lore. I mean, the Cry of Dragon. I mean, wow. Yeah, I'm. that was pretty cool. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> So, episode 10, The Passenger, of course, we're introduced to Frog Lady. I love Frog Lady. I was I was going to ask you your thoughts on Frog Lady. I had a feeling you might have a little soft spot for Frog Lady. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> I don't know. You sort of gravitate towards the, uh, the strange and unusual, don't you? <laughs> True. That is true. I really like frogs, too, actually. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> I do know that. <laughs> like, tree frogs, green-eyed tree frogs, or red, red-eyed tree frogs are, like, one of my favorite animals. So I guess it's pretty natural that I would like frog lady. So and... with... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I thought, especially with frog lady, it was a... Uh... It was a nice addition to the story because it was a story almost completely out of left field. Yeah. 
you know, when they first boarded the crest, I was like, oh God, what's going to happen on this journey? <laughs> yeah. So with that episode, it kind of got fans a little in riled about Baby Yoda, Grogu as we now know him, eating a few of the eggs of what is essentially an endangered species. Do you think that it went too far with that? It's a TV show. It's fictional. <laughs> I, 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 I can see why people sort of got a little bit uppity about it, but I mean... It, it It is a TV show and it's a made-up species and he is a child. Right. In the context and, of like, being 50 of... years old. <laughs> I kind of reconciled it too. Like, like in the wild, in nature, not every egg is going to make it anyway. So that's kind of... I, think, yeah, I don't you're... think it was like too far. But I can well, I see mean, why it kind of robbed people the wrong way. Oh yeah, you can see why people robbed the wrong way. But I mean, I think you have to take everything in context. It's a, it's a TV show in a space opera fictional world. <laughs> you know, That's literally, true. always literally, have the proper perspective. You know, literally, no tadpoles were hurt in the making of that show. <laughs> true that. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think with. Episode 12, or sorry, episode 11, The Heiress, is where things started getting really, really interesting. It did get cranked up a few notches, didn't it? Yeah. So, first of all, like, it to me, that episode had some real Pirates of the Caribbean vibes. <laughs> yeah, it was... The high seas and the squid-faced people... It did take a good bit of a darker turn, didn't it? Or at least it was the beginning of a darker tonality. Right. So, what do you think about live-action Bokatan? Give the fans what they want. In that sense, <laughs> I mean, how long have how long have we been talking about how good Katie Sackov would be as a live-action Bokatan? Yep. I mean. That's right in her wheelhouse with Battlestar Galactica. And yeah, abs- absolutely. She was great. But I mean, even her, her screen presence and she, she is a, a phenomenal actor. Right. And I think we'll get into this a little more when we... Well, let's just save it for when we talk about Ahsoka. Yeah, go for it. I'll just leave it. At, no, we'll talk about it with the Ahsoka episode. Yeah, perfect. But yeah. So... Another thing with this episode, he finds out that basically his type of Mandalorian is a cult. <laughs> I really, I really like that that direction that that went in. Kate being a a child of the Watch. Right. So, what do you what do you make of that? Is it the Death Watch? I would be assuming so. Or a, a friend of mine said, "Is there?" The Watch, are they maybe another sect or a cult within the Death Watch? Oh, yeah. You know, are they are they a subsect of Death Watch? That was just another another conversation that I had with a friend that I hadn't really thought about, but it is hmm. possible. But it seems it's clearly trying to bring back the 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 ancient ways, and I used bunny ears for that. You know, being <laughs> I suppose being mandalorian in it in every sense 
Yeah. So do you think uh, Din is going to be removing the helmet before this season ends? And I, maybe loosening his his belief system with this is the way. I don't think before the season ends, but I do think as the seasons roll on, potentially. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, because this season's on. We got two episodes left as we record this. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that it's going to... There's a lot of ground to cover, and they're, it seems like they're very slowly and methodically going through these episodes. There's always a direction that we go in, and the way I look at it with Dave Filoni is that usually he will give you something that you want, but he gives it to you <laughs> in a way you didn't think he would, or he would give it to you in a way you didn't think you needed. So do you have any other thoughts about episode 11, The Heiress? No, I just thought it was a really good episode. Um, It sort of set a tone for what was to come. Mm -hmm. One sort of criticism that I've seen online, I don't particularly agree with it, but I can see where they're coming from, is that the episode's pacing from one to another can be polar ends of the scale. Hmm. In, yeah. in in some parts, but I mean that is no doubt deliberate for what they are doing. Mm-hmm. I know, like my own, especially earlier in this season, my only uh, bone of contention was that, like you know, Mando, oh, I gotta go find his people. Then that, oh, I got you gotta go find this person. You gotta go find this person. And it just seemed like it was like never ending. It's like. It seems oh, never just... it seems never ending, but I always look at that as jigsaw pieces being yeah. put on being I think it'll, put down once, on the table. Especially when the season ends, it'll all fit together nicely. I'm convinced this season's but... going to end on a cliffhanger. A big one. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Okay, should we move to episode twelve? Go for Siege. it. Alright, so he meets back up with some old friends. So we got Kara again and Grief. So, what do you think of this episode? Um, I didn't mind this episode. It was sort of nice to reconnect with the characters from the previous season. If I'm being mm-hmm. honest, I thought it would have happened a little earlier. You know, right. sort of right from, from the get-go. But the episode's... It wasn't one of my favorites as such, but we know we know how it turned out and what it was starting to lay the foundations for. Right. True. So, and in my notes, I have macarons <laughs> with an exclamation point. <laughs> so, of course, this episode gave us the iconic Baby Yoda stealing the macarons from his schoolmate. I mean, she kind of had it coming. She was being really snotty. Grogu in school. <laughs> but but yeah, and then you saw that, was it William Sonoma selling the $50 macarons? Mm-hmm. Yep, they so, were, the blue macarons were $50. <laughs> that's crazy. One of these days I might have to try to make some, but that seems a little spendy for what you get. Yeah, do you, do you really want $50 for, for some macaroons or macarons or however you prefer to pronounce it? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm good. I'll I'll make my own for like a fraction of the cost. One hundred percent. Um, didn't Carl Weathers do a very very good job directing this one? He did. I thought the speed or scene was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this one had so, had an interesting tidbit. I was curious what you think about it. Um, but when they come across the hollow recording with, with a Dr. Pershing, I think. Mm-hmm. He's talking more about the whole Baby Yoda experiment. But he's, he talks about someone who's a volunteer who it sounds like they're but transferring the mini or taking them from baby Yoda to a volunteer. Is that the impression you got? Yeah. When they mentioned the DM count. Yeah. So midi chlorian we're assuming. I actually really like some of the stuff that I've seen online about that. Now we obviously seen the clones in the tanks. So Mm -hmm. we know where that will eventually lead, but I'm wondering. That gave me Snoke vibes. (laughs) One hundred percent, without a doubt. I have suspicions, and I, 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 I am the first to have. I, I'd seen a couple of things online with respect to it. That Moff Gideon mm-hmm. is he potentially looking to inject it into himself to make himself? Hmm. Force sensitive. Seems like that type. Now, that theory could be completely and utterly out there, but Mm -hmm. I think it would be interesting because he does have an enormous part to play. Maybe it's Snoke. Maybe it is Snoke. It it, it could be, again, without doubt, it it could be. Because he had Force abilities, right? So maybe the Emperor is trying to get, behind the scenes, trying to get M count transferred. That'd be crazy. Or just a, a player we don't know about yet. Yeah, could very well be. Okay, so let's go on to episode 13, The Jedi. So, of course, everybody's been wanting to see Ahsoka in real life. And this episode really delivered. I was kind of surprised, like, you see her right away. I thought they were going to do a little more build-up. <laughs> that, that was setting you- the tone without without true. doubt in my mind that was just laying down the gauntlet from the beginning that's true it kind of reminded me of in rise of skywalker the beginning with kylo cutting down all those guys oh yeah straight straight in from the get-go mm-hmm. so what are your initial impressions of ahsoka in live action yeah, I I really liked the performance. I mean, we all know Rosario has been linked with live action Ahsoka. I mean, for how long now, Kay? Very long time. For a very, very, very long time. And she is someone who has serious acting chops. And she has the look. I mean, there have been so many fan art concepts of her as oh, Ahsoka. Yeah. And... They were very, very impressive. Mm-hmm. I know so, a lot of people... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I know a lot of people were, were sort of disappointed that Ashley didn't get the yeah, chance to take on the, the part of Ahsoka. But I mean, Ashley was the one who laid the foundations of Ahsoka. She will always be Ahsoka. True. And what she has built on through her universe 
and all the other projects that she's a part of. That's because mm-hmm. of her hard work and dedication to Ahsoka. Oh, 100%. And I don't think that... She, I, I think that maybe flies under the radar sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, to speak about the elephant in the room, everybody is talking about the size of her, her head tails and how that looked. <laughs> yeah, that's just, that did kind of bother me the first time I saw it. And, like, I don't know, they they look kind of, like, crumbly or something. <laughs> yeah. it's. I had seen a lot of people saying that they were very different, you know, they look short and very, very different compared to what we sort of have seen in previous iterations. But as someone who cosplays and knows many, many cosplayers, there has to be a functionality to those. Right. And I can imagine, and I think it was confirmed online. I'm not sure whether it was somebody in... Was it the costume designer or something that was talking about I don't know whether it, it was the, the costume designer or somebody who was in the, the makeup slash VFX department, whatever oh, okay. it was. But essentially it was yeah. it was the practicality, you know, being able to do the stunts right. and the movement and, and things of that nature. So that seemed to irk people a little bit online, but I didn't have, a, I didn't have any problems with it at all. Yeah, I once like watched it a second time too. Especially, it didn't bother me as much. Mm-hmm. And also, doesn't it doesn't it seem like we were assuming that 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 prologue in Rebels, where we see Ahsoka the White, uh, we were expecting it to be maybe before the Mandalorian, but that could have I, been after. Are you referring to Filoni coming out with one of his usual comments? Yep, <laughs> he said something, didn't he? What a surprise, yeah. He basically said it's possible that it may have been potentially before that. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is typical so, for Loney. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just that just goes to show you don't assume anything. 100%. Especially when it comes to Filoni. <laughs> oh, yeah, w- without a doubt. And it was also nice to see Marai, who a lot of, a lot of people seem to miss. Yeah. But I mean, Ahsoka is his baby, so I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. No, def- definitely not. And one of the other really nice things to see was, um, I suppose, a little bit of a, a sort of an EU lowdown. And it happened in one of the previous episodes as well. I so- should have mentioned it, but um, the H case. The what? The H case. So that's like a call or a EU thing you said? Well, they are HK eighty sevens and a certain Dart Revan has quite close oh. links to the other HKs, the old HK forty sevens. Oh, there you go. So what did you think of the magistrate, by the way? How awesome was it having martial arts royalty? Yeah, she was amazing, huh? She was incredible, and uh, we we get to say a small part of Bruce Lee was involved in The Mandalorian. Is she related to him? The actress is his goddaughter. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. That's cool. Yeah. So I have yeah. in my notes that her Lieutenant Lang is, in all capital letters, annoying. 
I did not like that guy. <laughs> yeah, there seems to be a lot of uh, questions over the gunslinger. What was he doing there? And why was he willing to fight against the Jedi for whatever was going on? Yeah, something is weird there. I was going to go back to my previous point about the, the HK 87s uh-huh. being sort of a, an EU thing to Revan, obviously, with Revan potentially being canon now. But mm-hmm. on a on an absolute outside show, the Dark Troopers, mm-hmm. which we see, there we is see a them very... first in this episode, right? And then yeah. obviously in the next one, Dark Troopers oh, yeah. and Kyle Katarn. Ah, see that's more. Is that uh, Knights of the Old Republic? Kyle Katarn was a, an EU slash Legends Jedi. Oh, okay. And his story See, is... I never is, got into that. His story is synonymous with the Dark Trooper, so that's just another potential little little oh. nugget that's in there. Well, there you go. So, then... Um, well, actually, before we talk about that. So, this episode had a lot of great information about Baby Yoda... Including his now known name, Grogu. Mm hmm. So, how are you feeling about Grogu? There has to be some significance to it. Yeah. Um, I'd seen some people something... were surprised it's like doesn't start with a Y like Yoda and Yaddle. Yeah. So, I wonder if there's something to that. I'd seen something online about if you write George Lucas backwards, it can be found in that. Oh yeah, I I, I seen something, something like online about that. But um, the the name doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me in in the slightest. Um, you know, I think it's kind of cute. Yeah, I, I I personally don't have a a problem with it. <laughs> nice. And then of course we learn a little more about his history. How he was at the Jedi Temple. Um, I'm wondering if he was in like, do they have like a nursery level before they start becoming younglings even? Well, that's potentially so the question, baby, but I mean, like... well, I mean, he's childlike for that species, but he's 50 years old. Right. So. So was he this... like put in carbonite for a while or something? All we essentially know is he was smuggled out of the, the Jedi temple. Right. And the possibilities. So I'm sure for there's that a good are... story with that. The possibilities for that are endless. There's so much that they could do. Ooh, I hope it was Maz that took him. Uh, we, we we can't rule anything out at this stage in any way, shape, or form, true. can we? True, true, true. All right, so there was one more big name drop during this episode. Yeah, you're damn right there was. <laughs> so, you want to take this one? That was the... Mo- no, you have to take it because I all I can say is from that moment, <laughs> I lost my reason. Okay, so... We find out that the magistrate is working for the big blue man, Thrawn. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't see the big clue. What was the big clue? A certain emblem was seen. Oh, I missed that too. The Chiss one? The Seventh Fleet. Oh. 
the HK87s had it on the side of their buckets. Oh, interesting. And I never spotted it. <laughs> so do you think we're going to be seeing live action Thrawn? I don't know whether we will see him anytime soon. I'm convinced they will milk this until the cows come home. Yeah. I'm but thinking do... maybe next season or something. I think it I think it could even be later than that if they properly set it up. Ah, interesting. Because there's I don't the potential... think she killed the magistrate, do you? I wouldn't be surprised if she let her away with a message for her boss. Yeah. Because when I watched it the second time, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't think she killed her at all. Because I saw some people, like, kind of arguing about that online. Like, Ahsoka wouldn't kill someone. And... I want to know where I she got think... a best... I want to know where she got the best car spear. Yeah, I bet there's a good story with that. Mm-hmm. All right, so any other thoughts about the episode The Jedi? Um, the other name drop that you're forgetting absolutely rocked my world as well. Oh, what's that? Going to the planet Tython. Oh, Tython. Well, we're, I have Tython down in my notes for the next episode. Yeah. Just the so very tell, tell, tell us a little more about Tython. Tython, for a long time, has been synonymous with Star Wars, and it's one of the... One of the locations you could throw in with sort of uh, Octu for being one of the forced Jedi temples. Mm-hmm. Not and it Octu. was seen. No, that that was a contender as well. Tython sort of before Octu come came along. So it's big in Jedi lore, right? Yeah, very very big in Jedi lore. Um, sort of quite synonymous around the um i'm trying to like uh, I'm, my brain is literally that frazzled i think around kind of the the clone wars times even as well hmm interesting so shall we that's a nice segue to episode 14 the tragedy were you immediately concerned with that title <laughs> No, I wasn't concerned at all because I, being honest, I was just more excited for seeing Tython than, than anything else. That's, <laughs> that's, the, the title doesn't bother me. I've, I've sort of learned not to pay any attention to the titles. Okay. So, yeah, so we, we get to Tython, we, there's the scene stone, um, so which Jedi do you think heard him as he was experiencing whatever it was that was happening on the scene stone. Well, who says any Jedi heard him? That's true. There aren't that many left, so it would need to be somebody incredibly powerful to sense that that disturbance in the Force, and we still don't know what Grogu saw. Yeah. So we, It was pretty we... intense. We can't read anything into into that at all. I know, like, we had talked a little bit before, like, wouldn't it be cool if it was Cal Kestis? Well, that's one... I think that uh, would that's, be... That's sort of one of my choices that I would really like because um, 
there's been a certain fan casting going around for a long time regards Ezra. I'm sure people have have seen it online. Oh, right. So I mean that's it's... a very real possibility too. I think especially Cal... if they brought up Thrawn in Ahsoka. Yeah, and I I think the the age, if my math is right, works out. I I imagine Cal is but would be something like forty years of age, and I think Cameron Monaghan is thirty now, thirty something. So that that's doable. A little bit of makeup or or VFX. Yeah, but to me, like I feel like that that would match up with the storyline of. Um, Jedi Fallen Order pretty good because that's kind of similar to to how he left things. Spoiler alert. Um, wasn't he gonna let the let the younglings decide if they want to be Jedi's? Mm-hmm. Something like that. So I think that would be cool because if he's still going along with that, that'd be pretty neat. And like, well, where Cal- did he go? Where did he end up? Exactly, and you know that that's why I'm saying there's so many avenues that we could go down. Um, Cal would obviously be a great choice. Everyone is saying Luke with maybe a Sebastian Stan casting. Yep, I saw. I've seen the the art depictions of that. I'm down I, with that. I would. I like don't that. want. Lu- I don't want Luke anywhere near this series. Oh, okay. Fair enough. No, I th- no. I think tell new stories. <laughs> Bring us, bring us True. into, bring us closer to other characters. You know whether it's so, a Cal Kestis, whether it's a Kyle Katarn, whether it's somebody we we have no idea of. What do you think about the Mace Windu no, theory? No, 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 just leave it. No, I, I <laughs> see the the one reason I really like the Mando is it's sort of moving away. From what's come yeah. before, and gotcha. I think, I think too many links to the past could muddy the waters a little bit. True. But um, I think I I I think Cal Kestis for me would be would be my personal choice, unless there's something I, completely I, and BD one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little BD Can you imagine ba- Grogu and BD one together? That would be sensational. Oh my goodness. That would like break all the cuteness charts. <laughs> mm. That would be amazing. That episode had everything though. Yeah, it was pretty good. So let's see, what else do I have in here? So the force I have a note about the force making him so sleepy. Um I don't think we've really seen that come up before, have we? I suppose with him being young, it takes maybe an incredible amount of energy to concentrate. Is it? Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. He just needs to learn how to control it and funnel the force better. But I wonder if that's with all the baby Jedi. (laughs) They just all get sleepy. I suppose you could consider it maybe a case of something like he might have a, a stronger connection to the force, so it may take more energy out of him than it might do someone else. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Interesting. Oh, there was a, another quite interesting Easter egg in in there, Kay. 
Yeah, what was that? The blue butterflies. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Kylo. We ju- we we just we just have to mention it, yeah, just for just for fun. That that had to be on purpose. Oh yeah. That's kind of the the symbol Raylos have adopted, right? It's I think it's something like that. I'll be honest. I I don't really follow the um, the the Raylo stuff. How did? Yeah, I think that didn't they? They didn't might have done a short cartoon or something that had something with a blue butterfly and Ben. Solo yeah, there was there was a, a Star Wars short yeah. like an animated series. Yeah, yeah, funny. But there was something in the comic. There was something in the comics as well with blue butterflies, but it escaped me which comic it was. Oh, interesting. They must have a connection to the Force. <laughs> okay, so I keep wanting to talk about <laughs> a couple really big cameos in this episode that I that may or may not have surprised some people. Um, so, of course, we got the tease of Boba Fett at, at the end of the first episode. Um, and we got the big payoff this episode, so... That was pretty cool. How did what did you think of what's his name? Tamora Morrison. Yeah. Do you know what it honestly made me think? How lucky Han and Han, Lando and Luke were that they didn't have to face that boba. Yeah. It basically That's showed true. it basically showed us how truly badass Boba Fett is. So did his time on Tatooine just make him that way or what? I would imagine he was always like that. It's just the case of, you know, we never got to see the the, yeah. the, the, the renowned bounty hunter Boba Fett in, in all his glory. True. But yeah, that was some pretty good action sequences. Rodri- wasn't it, um, was it Rodriguez directed that one? Yeah, I believe so. And he did such a good job. Yeah. Such a good so, job. Then, of course, his partner in crime, Fennec Shand. Mm-hmm. So, were you happy to see her again? Who doesn't love Ming-Na Wen? Exactly. <laughs> and it was kind of cool to, to see them all kind of form a necessary alliance. So that was fun. It really was, and it was nice to see the, the oath, you know, sort of the, the life the life death being held. Oh yeah. Until the child is safe, you know. That's yeah. We're in your debt. I I I thought that was really really nice as well. Plus, it was nice to see, um, Fennec having some animatronics done, a la Anakin and Luke. Oh, I I didn't catch that. When she opens up her stomach. What? Yeah. I need to go back and watch it again. Yeah, it look it looked like there there were um robotic parts or some kind of synthetic materials. Oh, that's put how in. she lived. Yeah, looks like it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. She's turning into a cyborg. Yeah, but again, I thought that was a nice little load to, to what's come before in that sense. Mm-hmm. Hm. I I do need to go back and watch it. I guess. So, we we would be remiss without a. Um, acknowledgement of the Razor Crest. (laughs) 
What were you surprised by that? Like it really caught me off guard. I was not I wasn't, expecting I, that. I I wasn't surprised. I was overly filled with relief, and I'll tell you why. Have you seen the Hasbro Razor Crest? Um, maybe just pictures. The people paying three hundred and fifty dollars for the the detailed replica <laughs> model, and then they go and do that. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah, it sort of uh, it sort of filled me more with relief than anything else. But um, <laughs> oh, it was a shocker! It was a complete shocker. I mean, that thing was was disintegrated. It was a bigger shocker than seeing Slave One. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it it was his little home. He had the little hammock for Grogu and his little carbonite machine. Now what's he gonna do? Um, imagine what comes next unless imagine I even though I don't think it, it think it would happen I don't think it would be right imagine the Mando owning Slave 1 I was thinking something along those lines mm. that could be interesting yeah we'll have to wait and see mm-hmm. so of course this one ended with the so okay first of all do you think the tragedy was the razor crest being destroyed because that's what i when i was first watching it i was like oh that must be the tragedy <laughs> but then they take poor baby grogu i think so baby, i, I think, guess it works on multiple levels i think after that little force experience baby grogu could fend for himself pretty well yeah he was having a lot of fun with those stormtroopers i'm wondering did it kick <laughs> in any did it kick in any memories for him oh that's true that's what i'm wondering yeah kind of like with ray yeah exactly if if you know if he forgot or blocked himself off or when he when him and ahsoka shared minds or whatever Mm -hmm. he could have picked up some of her training and stuff potentially could have been or she could have seen into into his mind you know when they when they touched heads yeah I just had mm. one criticism of that episode and that was it. Yeah, what's that? That we only got to see like 0.1% of Titan. <laughs> that really True. bugged me. I, I, I thought that could have been a two-parter of them exploring the planet and then mm-hmm. finding the seeing stone. That's true. But again, that's just a, that's just a personal preference thing. Gotcha. So... Uh, the dark troopers make their valiant return. <laughs> oh yeah, that was pretty scary. I seen some things online saying "screw you, Tony Stark." <laughs> they did look like Iron Men. Yeah, yeah. So we covered everything up to date so far. What are your predictions going forward for the last two episodes? I think all hell is gonna break loose. Yeah, I think we're going to be in for a wild ride. I do think someone sensed the seeing stone being used. Mm -hmm. But who or what that is, I have no idea. But the one spanner in the works that I throw in is that if somebody good could sense it, Mm -hmm. then perhaps there may be some dark force users who might have also sensed it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. And we know the Emperor is, is around during this 
time some somewhere in, somehow. in some shape or form yeah i yeah. i don't think it, i know they're they're showing us little bits of the new republic but i think it maybe be later seasons where we really start to see sort of the the first order come into play mm-hmm. it's gonna be kind of interesting to see how that works into like the sequel trilogy yeah okay so Two things. First of all, I was saying Tython for um, Clone Wars. It's not. It's Old Republic. How I got that, I have no idea. Oh, okay. So I don't know why I said But the the one thing for me was um, the Doctor Mandible episode key. Uh huh. I see a lot of people online talking about her as a filler episode. Now, which one was that? Doctor Mandible, the the one that was directed by um, Peyton. Was that one of the ones with the frog people? Yeah, the one where he first gets the passenger. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. So I have seen see the online described as, as a filler episode, and I would 100% have called it a filler episode. However, online it seems to be that filler is essentially a bad thing. Yeah. But for... Me and how I describe a filler episode, it's it's essentially an episode that's slower paced. It maybe doesn't advance the character stories as such. It's an episode that lets you maybe get in a little bit closer to those characters and maybe see their personality from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. But I, I've never thought yeah. of filler as being a bad thing. But I just wanted to get your thought on that. Because even when it was mentioned online by somebody, I commented and saying, you know, I would have 100% called this a filler episode. However, we would refer to a filler episode as XYZ. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm. I just wanted to get your... Yeah, to me, like, um, sometimes there's so much going on. It's nice to have a breather. Mm-hmm. I might I might call it a breather episode mm-hmm. where you can get catch your breath and get prepare yourself for the next one. So, my question for you was going to be if you had to describe this season so far in one word, what would the word be? Escalating. <laughs> That's good. That's kind of well, I guess it's not really. I was going to say captivating. Because mm-hmm. it just pulls no, you in. And no, I think like esca- totally... I th- I think escalating, and for the simple reason I say that is, wasn't there one of the directors or one of the Lucasfilm producers said who said you weren't ready for the last four episodes? Oh, man. So. That's going to be crazy. Clearly it's building towards something. Cut the shot Red 2. So I think we had a pretty good Mando discussion. Um, do you have anything else to add before we wrap things up? No, I think we'll be able to speak more in depth about it in time. And I mean, we still have lots more content ourselves to get through. But once we return to our regular schedule programming, we we should be able to get through it all. We'll we'll try to get back to you guys sooner than four months this next episode after this. (laughs) And we still need to do our giveaway as well. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll have to try to put our heads together and think of something. I've I've got a good one for one entry. Maybe if I come up with one and you come up with the other. Okay. Yeah, we can edit this out, obviously, but yeah, perfect. (laughs) Awesome. All right. So we are Blob of the Hut, Ireland's number one Star Wars podcast. Um, Be sure to follow us online. 
We're on all major social media at Blob of the Hut. Uh, we'd love to hear from you too. Give us a shout. You can email us too at what's our blob email? Blob of the Hut at gmail.com. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, tell us hi, tell us um, your favorite Grogu moments. We love Baby Yoda. Probably we'll still keep calling him Baby Yoda. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Until next time, this is the way. Ha, <laughs>